Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prayers. And with me, uh, well, I don't know if he's going to be around today. He's he's uh, big as he's traveling, but we got cash if he out there. We'll, we'll sink him in a little bit if he drops off. But uh, I told him just like he gave me, he got the day off if if he needs to be. But uh, the guy loves to work, so he may throw in some stuff up in here uh, throughout the time. First, let's get into it for the people who never heard of us, don't know who we are, or what we do. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. We are a podcast about sports, culture, and music, and anything that aligns in between. When we talk about culture, we're most mainly talking about black culture. For this week, this week is going to be kind of light. I'm just going back, hitting up all the album reviews that we missed over the past couple of weeks in the middle, in the midst of our transition and Cash's vacation. Uh, we're going to talk about IDK, uh, his latest release. You got Pop Smoke just released another one. You got G Herbo. And then we also going to speak on the LeBron James Space Jam that just recently happened. So uh, without further ado, Cash may jump in at some point. If he does drop anything, I'm pretty sure he's going to speak on the games and he'll have his pieces about each one of these albums that I mentioned. If he does, it'd be intertwined in. If it don't, he, he deserves the time off and be with his family as well. So appreciate you holding us down for the past couple weeks, Cash. It's your boy Cash, aka Exec P. What's happening, good people? We back, episode one seventeen. What's happening, good people? Let's let's get this thing underway, man. This NBA Finals has been nothing short of spectacular, man. I don't think you have to really be a hooper or a person that loves hoop to really enjoy it because the the pure competition. Two starving fan bases. One hasn't had a championship in fifty years. One hasn't won one ever in the phoenix suns you have a young star and devin booker on the rise the point god cp3 just trying to get it and you know he's gutting it out clearly he's hurt but he's still gutting it out he still gave you 21 and 11 in game five book put up two back-to-back 40 point outings as young as he is and then you have Aiton finding his way deandre Aiton. so i mean there's, there's nothing that you can't want then you have middleton being that that Kobe, that that Shaq, that that dynamic number two, and he's doing his part when it comes to closing out games. That's exactly what you need. Giannis is Giannis for 45 minutes, and I can't understand for the life of me why people are giving him shit. He's done nothing but put up phenomenal numbers since we thought his season was a wrap. Now, flat out, man, after five games, clearly I think it's Milwaukee's championship to lose. Like, if they don't close this out, as I record, this is a Monday before Tuesday night's game. If they don't close this out, then then they're in big trouble going back to Phoenix. At the same time, I, I honestly feel that their three guys are better than Phoenix's three guys right now. It's pretty much a war of attrition, as, as you can see it. Look at it. Like, 21 and 11. Aiton had 20 and 10. Book had 40 points in the last game, right? You have Giannis with 32, 9, and 6. Middleton, 29, and 7. Drew, 27, and 13. You cannot let them three guys go off like that when you're talking about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, your guys have shown up, but what about the others? You know what I mean? The others are getting their points when you're talking about Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. But are we not seeing enough of Cam Johnson? Are we seeing 
too much Crowder? I, I think so. And I think that to a certain fault of his own, Monty's being a little bit bullheaded and going with his guys that that got him there. And, and you really can't you really can't fault him for that. But at the same time, if clearly when Cam Johnson is coming in, he's on fire, he's playing better defense than Crowder. Like you, you have to put that young man in there to do what he needs to do to make your team have a better chance at winning. Now, I want to move on. Giannis doing exactly what we want from a superstar, from a young guy starting out where he was just a raw talent. And you saw that he had it in him. Every single year, he got better. Defensive player of the year, two times. Back-to-back MVP. Like, this is insane what he is doing. And he is doing it on the highest level. Don't give me none of that asterisk crap. Don't give me none of that all the superstars were missing. They all had the same opportunities. People get injured every week. People get injured every year. It is what it is, people. And you guys got to get over it. You have to. You just have to. With that said, this man isn't afraid to fail. His mindset from the very beginning is that he's going to win it where he was planted in terms of Milwaukee. He signed that deal. He stayed there. He had an opportunity to go to Miami or any other suitors that were out there, take less money, go join up with a super team. Isn't that what you got on KD about? Isn't that what you guys got on Braun about? Regardless of whether you were team LeBron, team KD, don't you guys hate big threes or you hate when it's not it's not gotten out the mud so to speak you guys hate that right but yet still you still have find a way clown on Giannis in terms of giving them an asterisk have you seen these performances in the playoffs if it's not for him they do not get there I don't care about the Batman and Robin comparisons of Kendrick Perkins or whatever any other analyst says out there this man is balling and the reason why they are are going to be NBA champions for the first time in 50 plus years, people. Both stories were cool going into the into this finals, rather. You had CP3, the point guard that hadn't had a championship, but everywhere he's been, he's lifted the team up. He's had some, you know, stumblings along the way, fell short. Some would even say choke in certain series as far as when he was back with the Clippers. But I'll give you all that. It was a great story to see him come from nothing in terms of just not expecting these guys to be in this position to win a championship everybody's rooting on his side then you got Giannis who has done it like I said before from a homegrown standpoint getting it with the team building out the draft Milwaukee Bucks nobody really wants to go there but the reason why some of the guys there Drew Holiday PJ Tucker Portis these are just some of the guys that have said out their own mouth Giannis is the reason why they are there and they like what they were building in Milwaukee. So they wanted to come in and help on out. Those aren't the type of guys that you're talking about when you're saying superstars. Those are guys that are filling out the roster to make their team a lot better than where they were the previous year. And Giannis has gotten better. So I don't understand how this is such a bad story. If anything, this is great for the NBA. You have a superstar that is entering his prime. Giannis is not even in his prime right now. He is entering his prime and he's about to be an NBA champion. LeBron James, the face of the league, he's exiting his prime. KD, he's getting up there. He's very, he's very much in the middle of his prime. He's in Brooklyn, Milwaukee. This is the greatest thing that can happen as far as when you're talking about basketball on the East Coast. West is so much stronger than the East, right? But you have KD in Brooklyn and you got Giannis in Milwaukee. This couldn't right this couldn't be better for the NBA long term. If you're if you're if you're a lover of the game, you know what I mean? For to see him and KD battling back and forth and then that now there's history. Because if KD doesn't step on that line in game seven, 
Brooklyn Nets may get Kyrie back. And here we here we are saying that the Brooklyn Nets are the champions. I, I firmly believe they would have got Phoenix out of there. And KD would have been doing the same exact things, but possibly even better than Giannis had he been able to be on that final stage. So I'm, I'm loving what's happening from that standpoint. Drew Holiday, man, we were calling him out. Prior podcast, we were talking about Drew having to get at least 22 or more each game and make life a living hell for Book and CP3. Instead, what do they do? They decide to exclusively put him on CP3. And while CP3 is still gutting it out and doing his very best, he is less than efficient. Drew has him thinking a lot more than he needs to think. And, and, and to come that with a possible injury that we still don't know about these are just some of the nuances of the game that i'm enjoying i, I love this i love seeing guys go out there and give it their all on both sides of the ball and some of this stuff just isn't going to show up you just have to watch the game to see it as far as drew goes and what about devin booker man ah goodness man this this kid 40 back to back like i <laughs> this is some of the, the best scoring i've seen pure scoring i've seen ever like he can hit from all levels and it's just a beautiful beautiful thing to see in basketball and you can't really say that his other guys aren't showing up you could say his other guys aren't showing up in terms of the feel of the game and the flow of the game but if it's not for book putting them on their backs they're not even in these games that they're losing they're not even in it milwaukee wins running away so shout out to d book for holding it down he's going to continue to have to give another effort 30 35 or more for phoenix to even have a chance at sending this back to phoenix which i don't think is going to happen but you never know with these two teams man you never know with these two teams milwaukee may go back home and enfold to the pressure you never know what cp3 may have up his sleeve as far as having a heart of a champion man because i, I know he has one i would love to see it get extended to a game seven who would who wouldn't love that i have no dog in this fight so that's there, there you have it man that that's my analysis that that's what i'm feeling as far as the NBA Finals so far, I love this game, man. I, I I don't want it to end. My gut is telling me that Milwaukee goes ahead and, and gets it done and, and becomes a champion for the first time in 50 years. And, and we'll, we'll see where we go from there. But definitely loving the confidence in Giannis and his ability to just keep going to the line, keep going at eight. And, and you know, hell, I'm going to get these guys in foul trouble. Or I'm going to make the foul shot. That's that's what you got to love, man. That's what you got to love. Hopefully some of that kind of mentality. Hopefully Ben Simmons is watching and that can rub off on him for next year. But with this said, like I said, man, I just want to close that out and just let you guys know that uh, this is a dope series. Hopefully you guys are watching and, and witnessing the evolution of a, of a superstar right before our eyes. So the Space Jam, LeBron James, man. Um, so my thoughts on the movie, what I saw, I let me get y'all to set the little tone of how I watched the movie. I got three kids, sat down, watched the movie with all three kids, uh, varying ages from 10 to three. Enjoyment level was uh, was high for all these people was up in there because I'm thinking back when I first saw Space Jam and then me watching basketball and seeing Michael Jordan. Of course, the movie had bad acting, uh, but it had a mesh of your basketball stars and your cartoon stars and that was enjoyable to a kid you know what i mean so me watching this movie with them i got my enjoyment by watching the movie and also their enjoyment with the movie and what they was laughing at so uh i know the internet is going to be the internet and i'm pretty sure it's super critical on the movie but <laughs> you got to take it for what it is and that's going to be a basketball player acting not going to be great 
Uh, you got a bunch of cartoons, so it's going to be slapstick, uh, that type of funny. Ain't going to be the drop dead uh, type comedy in it. And uh, it's going to be a it's it's also a Warner Brothers movie uh, that they're pushing on with an athlete. They're trying to get as much product placement as possible. Very similar to how the last one was. And it hit all those same notes and actually did it as with a better uh, it, it, it did it better, in my opinion, on some of those. You're going to remember where your place in time was and where you were seeing it at. So the first one, maybe you may say is better, but some who's going through it now going to say the second one is better. Uh, only thing I say, the first one is superior on like the shoes that came out with it. The Space Jam 11 is iconic. Uh, the tens, putting the tens on the map, doing why he was playing on that, like that product placement was better. But uh, as far as the execution of everything, man. I love the 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 goon squad this time being actual like basketball players and you know Dame Dame Lillard kind of still in the show with that had the eyebrow uh you had the mixture of the women and the men on there so that that whole little side of it was great man uh I thoroughly enjoyed the movie so I don't know what y'all enjoyment level was with it but I mean to all the little slapstick stuff at the beginning, all the way through the end, LeBron being an overbearing father who learns to care about what his kid and his his uh, interests are, and let that align. Made a heart heartfelt little story and everything. So, uh, great great movie. Uh, I will say, so far out of this year, I can see that movie pushing the needle for like HBO max and the movie theater is going to make some money, man, just because you got a family, family movie and it's, it's, it's decent. It's decent enough to actually make money. So that may actually push, uh, to get movies back going again. So they may have pushed for all these other movies, fast and furious and all this, but I can kind of see space Jam kind of, kind of doing it, doing it big. Let me know y'all thoughts. Cash. Do you have anything to say on this? Or what did you think of the movie? What was your, uh, or your expectations okay so yeah pres i mean my take on space jam a, a new legacy man i'm really i'm approaching it the same way you did bro like i'm watching this thing with my kids i know it's not for me i'm 38 years old young rather i'm I'm not really coming at this to break it down on a critique level like if that's what you want to do as far as people watching it, get get a life, man. Like, hopefully, if you have kids, man, you can enjoy the nostalgia and watch part one and then go watch part two and enjoy both of them. And, and you guys can kind of reflect on things that happened between the first one and the second one, the differences between the two with all the years in between the two and, and laugh and enjoy it, man. I watched with my whole family, my mother-in-law, my wife. Both of, well, both of my sons and, and my daughter, my nephew, like we we laughed at plenty of parts and it was cool, man. I like the notorious PIG portion. Like it, it was cool, man. And we all had a good laugh. We wasn't too intense to critique it. And, and I know it's cool, man, to, to talk shit about which one is better than the other. But I really don't have the energy to entertain that, so to speak. Um, I came into it with open ears and, and an open mind and LeBron killed it, man, as far as I mean, he's not an actor. So he did the best he could with what I thought he was going to do. Like Jordan also did knock my socks off as far as 
an entertainer or or an actor, but he was the best player in the world, most noticeable player in the world at the time. And this can be the same can be said for LeBron James in many aspects. Like so, it's gonna be a dope movie for my kids to watch. It's gonna be a dope movie for kids of all ages to kind of watch right now. And then also the other thing is my son also liked uncle drew a movie that came out with Kyrie Irving and a couple other NBA stars a few years ago, enjoyed it thoroughly. He's 15. Now my oldest son and my youngest son is six. And he, he sat down and watched it in its entirety. As far as this, the new space jam I'm speaking of. So I got nothing negative to say about it. I can't find anything negative to say about it. And I won't because I'm not I'm not going to look too deep into it. So that's kind of my take on, on the new Space Jam. Go go enjoy it with your families, man, and reflect on the actual message behind it, especially for the fathers out there. Like, you know, you want your kid to be a certain certain thing. And sometimes you got to allow your kids to do them to, to live their life and to to be the best person they can be. That may not be what you want for them, but as long as you're there to support them and and, and be their backbone in any venture that they get into, whether they succeed or fail. And you're able to guide them in different type of ways. But as the coach, as the father, as the backbone to your kid's life, which includes their entire life, not when they leave the home at 18. There's many good takeaways from this movie in which I don't I don't think a lot of people want to see it that way. They want to be petty. They want to look at it in a in a negative manner and you know do the the hot takes on social media to get a lot of replies and 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 retweets and and what what have you, man. That that teaches on, man, but I just don't have the energy to hate on something that really wasn't for me in the first place. It was for me. Well, actually it was for me. It was for me and my family. And when I look at it that way, I come away with it as as being really pleasantly surprised by the quality. So, but yeah, go check it out. Space Jam, a new legacy with your family or your, your nephews, your nieces and cousins or whatever. Take, take, take your little cousins out, man. And, and go enjoy it and, and let your hair down, have some fun. I mean, we're just being able to get out after COVID, man. Y'all, y'all stop being critics, man. Damn. All right, let's talk about some of these albums that drop. And let's start. Um, I'm just going to pick at random. I'm going to talk about some of these. Uh, but it's three albums that I mainly want to hit. It's going to be the IDK, uh, the IDK You See For Yourself, and then the Pop Smoke Faith, and then the G Herbo 25. Uh, let's start with the Pop Smoke. So i tell you what, I woke up on that, uh, I forget which Friday it was that came out, but I know I, I, I woke up just expecting to get the, the releases, and Pop Smoke wasn't nowhere on my radar as far as one of the drops that came out. I, I expected to see form of like verses here and there, like I figured we'll always get another verses, and uh, how they always, long after they death, somebody got a hidden verse that he had, and that was going to pop up. I did not think he had enough content for a full album that was just stashed away to my enjoyment. Like he actually had had that done and uh, to some quality work behind it, too, as well. Uh, I know we spoke earlier in this year on the, the DMX and how stuff was done too quickly and, and you know, it didn't didn't turn out right. Save for this one right here. I don't don't know who was working on it but i mean i think they did it justice man like i was i was decently surprised about this album and 
it definitely has some tunes. This this album right here, what it said to me was just like, uh, I have no doubt that Pop would have owned a moment of lane in hip hop if he had if he was still going. I don't know if he would get all the features that he got on this album because the industry is the industry, and when you're going against it, they don't like competition. It seems like so they all kind of just you know stay away. But once you go on the competition, kind of like it's just honoring. They all seem to come out for this type of things, but like. When you're doing your thing in the space, until you actually make it and you're part of that elite, then everybody want to be on with you. But like uh, <laughs> during that 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 battle to get up to that level is is rough. And uh, yeah, so the features he got this time, man, he's just let's go on for the standout tracks for me. Uh, so it starts off with Tell Division, Tell Division featuring Kanye and a uh, headhunting. Uh, push a T on this one, man. He pushed T, dropped some bars on that. I was just like, "What? Why?" <laughs> but I don't need to ask why. It's Pusher, man. Like he's gonna push buttons and hear it on, on people and touch on topics that you think just didn't even must need to be mentioned. Like him calling out uh, Tyler the Creator, talking about album of the year, and you know, not popped and dropping his albums coming out. So. <laughs> you just couldn't just be humble and just get a man his 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 moment uh as far as uh Tyler the Creator. He he couldn't do it, man. So already gonna start some type of controversy right there. But controversy sales is gonna get his name, it's gonna have him talked about. Now people are gonna be checking for the album because he gotta come out and kill it. Cause word on the street, Tyler like and, and I think people saying Tyler put out a de- uh, a very good product that was he acknowledging was already saying that it was in talks for uh, album of the year, which I think was kind of crazy. It's, it's, it's way too early, but uh, I mean, it can probably still be in the talks later on in the year. Um, then you had Manslaughter featuring Rick Ross and The Dream. Great track. Uh, Rick Ross definitely floats does his thing. Uh, about a million featuring 42 Doug and 21 Savage. Uh, 21 definitely is still elevating in his lane man uh he dropping the verse here where constantly just uh you, you see this guy he's on his rise uh that 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 little stain that you thought was going to happen in his career a year or two ago where saying like oh he's not really he's from london or whatever don't seem to be mattering don't seem to be mattering this dude is focused and he's doing his thing then you got genius featuring little tj and uh, sway lee you got mr jones featuring future great track then you got woo baby which i think is going to be definitely be a hit or going to be something that, that takes off on here uh it's featuring chris brown it got a flip of neo's so sick uh beat yeah this is the track that's if it's going to catch on it's going to be the one to catch on in my opinion uh eight ball featuring kid cuddy that's that's one i like just because i like cuddy uh so to see him hear him harmonizing on the track with uh pop smoke just sounds good to me i know it's not gonna be everybody's forte but my podcast what i'm talking about what i like uh so love to hear cuddy love to see him going with artists that you wouldn't normally think that he should should fit in with and put out a, a great song behind it all right uh so yeah that was the pop smoke faith it's uh 20 tracks uh 56 minutes long Go check it out. Go check it out. I named several songs on there. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's a great album for somebody who's uh, 
an artist that's no longer with us and putting out great music uh, consistently, uh, or they had enough music hidden, you know, to still be relevant. First off, before I start my review, man, I just want to say rest in power to Biz Marquis, one of the, one of the pillars of this this rap thing, one of the pillars of, of what we love. It is is kind of crazy now that we losing our legends. I was just talking to my dad and my mom about this. Uh, they they grew up in that Biz Marquis era. You know, they were telling some stories about meeting Biz, about going to some of his concerts and and things that they personally experience with with some of these these folks that they're losing that's right around their age a little younger or same same age as them so just you know i just want to say that you know just give the continue to give the the legends their flowers uh you know i was listening to his playlist that title put out picking boogers you know you got what i need just a friend you know um song so yeah i just wanted to start that out before before i did my review so with that said Pay some honor to your legends, man, and, and continue to support them and, and support their music after their their untimely, you know, deaths. Come on, come on, man. Come on, Prez. You know I got something for that pop smoke. So, Faith, initially I was reading all the comments online, and I often with albums that are posthumous and people from different sections, family members, management, you know, kind of go through their thing as far as putting this this project out, especially with it being so close to um, what came out a little bit closer to his untimely death. You kind of got to, you know, you side eye in it because you want the music to be good because you know what this this kid could have been, you know, especially dying at such a young age, you know, so you want it to be done right. You want it to be curated in the right way, unlike how we spoke about the DMX in the uh, one of our past episodes how we were like ah you know we get it but damn this it just maybe it was too soon maybe you know maybe they could have just waited on this a little bit longer and, and got us a better project but let, let, let's get into faith so some of the songs that i like were 30 with busy banks i have no idea who busy banks is but he for some reason he took me to where he's from and in that young mentality of just just getting it how you live you know what i mean and Sometimes those simple, simple ways, sometimes the simple jargon from wherever these rappers may be from. And, and I take it he's probably he's from Brooklyn. But sometimes you hear it in their struggle, hear it in their voice and it resonates. So 30 was one of those those dope joints. Television, Pop Smoke, Kanye West and Pusha T. So I, I get it. Pusha went at uh, said what he what he said as far as he mentioned Tyler, the creator in it prez right and I, I have a different take you 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 said why you know what i mean i say why not like if you if you feel like you're going to have the best album talk your shit this goes back to the ransom thing this goes back to the lupe royce the five nine like you you can say that tyler was popping his shit on the album i think that's what you failed to mention tyler was popping that shit as far as him being nice him being dope at rapping so it's it's a competitive thing at the end of the day if you're not one of those people that feel like rap is competitive then then i get where you come from on that but a lot of people always say they're the best and sometimes you got to stand behind them words and stand behind some of those things that you throw out there and put out in the universe so i had no problem with what push is doing i'm excited for pusher i'm a pusher stand you know what i mean but i'm also a competitive person as well so i want to have the best podcast ever you know what I mean? But I got to be able to, when I feel like that, and when I actually say it, when we say that, 
we have to be able to stand on that. You know what I mean? So it's no different here in this in this in this term. So um, I'm really, really, really loving that track. Brush them. Is another one eight ball. I also like that one um, that you mentioned, Prez with Kid Cudi. So that that's a dope one. Top Shotter, yeah, that that one <laughs> that one been playing in the whip for a minute, man. So I love the uh, the production on that as well. He has Neptunes on there, Pusher, Travi, and Beam. So beautiful song. I like all of the features on there. They are actually not out of place, which. When I saw all of the features, I understood there were going to be a lot of features because he probably didn't complete a lot of these songs, which is only natural. But somehow, some way, whoever is doing it, Stephen Victor, I believe, was his manager at the time before his passing. He's doing a damn good job with putting these together. So all of the stuff, sometimes when you hear on social media and you see certain reflections on certain albums, you can't kind of can't pay attention to it because you got to go in and listen to it for yourself. And then don't let that get you to kind of stray away from it as, as well, because you will kind of be delayed on getting to some dope shit. So I think this Pop Rise definitely is a good summer album. This is going to be in my rotation as well as the G Herbo. So next, let's go on that G Herbo 25. This one is uh, 19 tracks. It was 57 minutes. G Herbo, man, though. <laughs> I don't know if everybody likes him, but I, but I know I personally do. It's just like the way this guy rhymes, it's like you can kind of feel his pain and aggression in every bar that he spits, man. Like, uh, so that portion just sounds authentic and comes off as more authentic to me. So don't know if he is or he ain't, uh, who cares? But I'm saying in the music and the, 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 his tone and his uh, stories, man, everything is just... It, it has you gravitate to it, it has me gravitate to it a little bit more so I can kind of visualize the stories and it ain't a pretty picture half the damn time. So, uh, <laughs> but, but he does a great job uh, of that. So G Herbo with cry no more. Uh, the standout tracks on this one for me would be uh cry no more featuring Polo G and TJ, La TJ, uh, stand a rain. Uh, you got, Top featuring 21 Savage, No Jail Time, which is like a, a has a flip on that closer uh, beat uh, that I think uh, Saha had on his uh, No No Dope on Sundays, which I'm pretty sure other people don't actually did, but that's the one I remember most frequently, uh, most recently, and uh, he killed it and. Once again, we have G Herbo come over here and he actually killed it too, explaining his story and stuff like this, man. Uh, so shout out to him on that one. That's the one I think is like top on the album, in my opinion, to me. Uh, so then you got Cold World featuring, featuring your son. You got Drill. Uh, G Herbo on one of these drill, heavy drill type beats, man. Uh, a welcome. It was a welcome surprise. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely, definitely like this song. You got Trenches Know My Name. Demands, and then you got statement, which I don't know if it was supposed to be on here or if it was a bonus or whatever. But because he kind of talk about like a hey, album twenty five is coming, he talks about that in the song. With this is album twenty five, so but it has that I really mean it by the Dipset that that beat that they got that flipped on it, uh, and he's he's flowing on this one, man. Uh, he's definitely showing his range and his skills on this one. So G Herbo, named you probably. Named you nine tracks out of the 19 uh, that I have on my playlist, stuff that I'm constantly going back to. Not saying the whole everything I listened to on there was 
uh, amazing, but overwhelmingly majority of the stuff was was good. So it's a solid solid album coming back. G Herbo twenty five. Cash, do you have any thoughts on that type of uh, that G Herbo album? G Herbo twenty five. Considering where G Herbo comes from and the growth that he's had over the years, man, this is just nothing short of just another dope ass project by this guy. He continues to get better. Now, the funny thing is the joke and the knock on G Herbo is that he continues to rap off beat and he does, he does, he does that. I, I got, I got to admit it, but I've grown accustomed to it at this point. So that, quite frankly, I don't give a damn. It's still enjoyable music songs like the statement other soulful samples. He excels at. And if you want that, or you want some drill music, he blends them well on this project. And just the sheer fact that he celebrated making 25 out of Chicago, where I know Chicago gets a bad rap. It's a beautiful city. If you ever have a chance to go there, uh, you should. Do not be afraid to go there. Um, but, you know, be cognizant to keep your head on a swivel. But, you know, just coming with, from where he comes from and, and the background and things that he has had to go through to get to this point, this, this culmination of sorts, like you gotta, you gotta feel it because he's backing it up with very good material. So I just want to get into a few songs that I that I actually like off of this project. Of course, anytime Twenty One Savage is featured on something, T O P is the song that I'm talking about. I'm gonna gravitate right towards it, man. Twenty One Savage never seems to disappoint. G Herbo is right there with him in terms of just matching wit and bars on this one. So that's one of my favorites off this project. Also, Doughboy, I love, I love the boys in the hood sound in the background and just G Herbo continues to murk it, man. He murks it. So I listen, man, that once that beat dropped, not even the beat dropped, once it just came in, I already knew I was going to love it. He didn't even have to utter a word. It's just the fact that he chose that beat. And I know that this kid seems to be not kid, but this grown man seems to be a student of the game. And it's just based on the beats that he's picking. Earlier, I had mentioned the statement where he was he took something from Dipset where they used a, a few um, years ago in their heyday. So he he's a student of the game and, and I like how he's remaking songs and I'm not sticking to the nostalgia of it all. I'm just here for it. I'm here for the entire thing. So turning 25, of course, which is kind of the title track of the entire album. So listen to that, man, and just see what's going through his psyche and just understand that if some of you guys don't come from where he comes from or similar neighborhoods and backgrounds like that, maybe you just won't get it. But he does take you into the inner, the inner city, anywhere USA, you know what I mean? And, and you kind of get that celebrating 25 is all is a gift and it's also kind of sad at the same time as i was listening to the song so i actually rock out with that and then pray for my enemies super sinister but super real super real because you know i don't want to i want to end up coming home you know what i mean and this is me not being not having ops not having people that don't like me or what have you in that type of lifestyle you know what i mean like i want to come home to my family at the end of, end of the night so some of the things that herbo was saying in that song i i understand because it's a cold world out here regardless of you know some sometimes just people want to take what you have even if you are a square or even if you ain't you minding your business and you're a gangster so i feel that song and that's definitely one that can resonate with people from all walks of life so g herbo did a beautiful job on this project i highly 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 recommend this i hope this doesn't get slept on like his prior work because 
quite frankly, he's putting out a lot of solid bodies of work. They may not be albums of the year, but they have to be mentioned. Okay, man. Uh, so the next album we're gonna review is uh, IDK. So that's uh, J IDK. Used to be J IDK. Now he's just IDK. Uh, he released one album. I think in twenty nineteen. Now it's coming back again twenty 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 one with You See for Yourself. Uh, IDK. I feel like is one of those artists. I think fails to get mentioned in music circles. I don't quite feel like he is a in those top five discussions or debates, but he is nowhere near the bottom, the bottom of those lists, you know, uh, the bottom of the rap. This project here will no doubt help, I think, help elevate him in stronger into those conversations. You know what I mean? Even if you still saying he ain't in the top five, he will start to get mentioned a lot more. This album definitely helped propel him a little bit more in my opinion. And, um, for y'all who never heard of IDK, man, I'm going to tell you right now, man, the dude has a very, you can definitely see the Kanye influence in his rhymes and in the way he flows and everything. The old Kanye, the thing that everybody say they misses. Well, this IDK has been maturing that sound for several years. And this is what, if you ever wondered like what, what Kanye would have sounded like or uh, on that path. Well, he has, he influenced these people and <laughs> this is what that sound sounds like properly matured and continued to elevate over those years. This is it. This album right here, man. Uh, y'all, y'all know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, if you're still looking for Kanye to give it to you, I, I'm, I don't think you're going to get it. You're going to find it for the people that he like influenced and what they able to take the, that sound on to the next level. Uh, that backpack rapping that uh I mean it's not only with the the rhyme and the flow as well it's the creativity I think in, in it is uh you know even the actual tone of that uh arrogant asshole like he has that whole vibe on this album that's kind of how uh the, and, and I, I'm in love with this album man I don't listen to this album more than any of the other albums that I mentioned today on there man and I think this will end up in my top of the year even if it's not in nobody else top of the year type albums uh because uh just the genius and and the structure that he did on this album to make sure that every song flows into the next and is constantly moving uh i have about three tracks i don't like on here or that i kind of like just gloss over and skip on there out of the what 17 tracks that he had on here and uh they all skits <laughs> i just skip over the skits because once you hear them like you don't need to hear them every single time but i have not skipped over one song and i have enjoyed this uh project all the way through uh he has several features on this album uh surprising features he has a uh, young thug uh, which is pro well, on the song Prada Bag. He has uh, he got Offset on Shoot My Shot, which I think was the single, and then he had Westside Gun, MF Doom, and Jay Electronica. I mean Jay Electronica trying to go for a gospel uh, artist of the year out here. I think every time because every time I hear this guy rhyme now, he's uh it's something with the Quran or you know trying to convert 
It just seems like he trying he trying to convert you with every verse. They seem like <laughs> I kid, man, man. I, I y'all know I'm a J Electronica fan, man. But I got I got call a spade a spade, man. Like man, you need to calm down and actually just get just get to rhyming, man. Just <laughs> every song you ain't got to convert every verse you ain't got to try to convert us, man. But if that's what you feel like you do, man. Do you, man? Just don't lead the game, man. I think the game does need you, man. Jay Electronica took him forever to drop an album. Then it was like put it as a double album. I digress. Let me get back to it, man. Uh, this uh, That song, Red, featuring Westside Gun, who I think, man, just he is like seasoning on any type song. Uh, he's like that that black pepper, that salt that you throw on anything, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make it that much better. Uh uh, y'all heard my talks on the West Side Gun as far as like a full palette plate uh, album. I can't really take his voice like that well uh, in, in those long doses. But him being featured on these tracks, man, I, I done said it time and time again, man, it, it, it works. <laughs> so I, I, I'm loving the West Side Gun just sprinkled on the tracks or as a as a verse, man. Like he definitely asked that that extra notch to it you know? then you had like mf doom man like how did he get these guys on this track man mf doom r.i.p uh, and then uh on this man they flipped the 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 big time and still fly <laughs> i like how that was intertwined in it man i really like this song man i flipped to it a hundred times and every time at the end i'm getting to the end jay electronica with this gospel uh trying to trying to flip us on the quran type stuff man i'm just like man come on man calm it down but it sounds good <laughs> it's still in my rotation uh then you got puerto rico featuring lucky day you got 10 feet uh which i think he goes into like a t-pain type type mode on here man like uh, i can definitely see see that influence on it uh you got keto featuring sway lee which uh reminds me of that that workout song on the kanye song but you know <laughs> it has that little wine in the background as well but he does it a lot better on this right here this song is a great song on that too keto uh then you got 1995 shoot my shot like jordan step back man that that that's good then you got the peloton after that beat drop and the song uh it just got a catchy tune to it she on, she on the peloton she want to ride yeah Go listen at the song. You'll hear. Uh, then you got Hey Auntie featuring Slick Rick. And then you got Crying Church. Uh, all great songs on this album. I pretty much named the whole album. Minus the ones I didn't name was, the, like I said, the skits. It was the intro, which was just like a dude running. It kind of set the tone that you, you hear once, and that's all you need to hear. Really, uh, the song that he comes on with, uh, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, could have been the opening. He didn't need that little skit at the beginning, in my opinion. And then you got Jelly, which was uh, it's a, it's funny when you used to listen to it once, but as you're going back and forth through the albums, I I skip it two or three times. It's not something I gotta hear every time. And then the closure, the last song on the album, it's, eh, it it is what it is. I understand how he had to get that off the chest, but I don't need to listen to it every time. So, but other than that, the music portion of this, man. For y'all who don't like this, please tell me why. Is it just because you like a certain type of uh, tone? Like you're only going to listen to that shriek music? Is it, what is this guy missing? Because 
I'm not finding it. I have loved this album through and through each time. And it didn't got easily probably about 50 plays since this album came out. Uh, the wife likes it. Uh, just, just been on steady, re, uh, steady replay in my, on my runs, my workouts, everything. So, uh, fits in every situation I can listen to it. So cash, do you have any thoughts? Am I crazy for saying this? Do you even must feel like that album? Do you even must like IDK? Is it something about, uh, could be somebody similar to just how I feel about West side gun, the voice, you know what I mean? Uh, is that, but I, I really think that he captures that old Kanye sound, uh, tone, he has that arrogant asshole type uh, demeanor in his songs uh, that I, that I kind of like, uh, and just makes good music, man. Musically, man, it's, 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 it just goes, man. You know what, Prez? When it comes to IDK, I gotta say, um, you've been mentioning this guy for years. You've listened to a lot of his projects. I more recently have come on board with his projects. As you mentioned them, I, I try to get to them. But what what I will say overall, man, is just that before listening to this album, I really could say that he doesn't have a uh, a staying power with me. His ability to rap, that's 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 unquestioned right now at this point. His ability to to do the art of rapping and 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 rap well. But I will say he's probably just one of those guys that's not gonna resonate with me, and I think that's that's where I'm at with with this with this project. It has a lot of fun songs, has a lot of upbeat, up tempo type of type of styles, but none of it really really resonates with me, and, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Would would I suggest it? Yeah, to to a certain demographic, to a certain type of person that that likes it. But do I personally rock with it? Will I be going back to this project? I, I probably I probably won't. But there are a few songs that I liked on this project. The first being Red with West Side Gun, MF Doom and J Electronica. So I, I'm I'm right there with you on, on that one. There's nothing bad about this song. I love when West Side comes on and put his little sprinkle on there. <laughs> and you man, you got me cracking up with the, the J Electronica trying to convert people and stuff like that. But but man, but all in all honesty, I like that one a lot. I probably would say, man, the reason why I don't really rock with IDK is because I don't have enough songs to where I kind of get who he is or I haven't had interviews. I haven't watched any of these things. So nowadays we kind of buy into people a little bit more. So I haven't really quite bought into IDK because I don't know who he is in terms of just just a person of a a, a character. You know what I mean? So but with Santa. Santa Monica Boulevard that's one of the songs where I did feel like I kind of got to know a little bit about him this is one of the songs I believe that he was talking about how he got depressed after people weren't really rocking with his songs and, and people kind of downplaying what he's done with his body of work and for anybody out there I'm not telling you not to go listen to it because from a technical standpoint and from the ability to just rap he has it he's similar to a Joyner Lucas similar to a logic to where I know I like these guys now logic is the latter of the of the people that i i do have one of the two bodies of work that i actually like and have listened to and have rocked out with at a certain point 
in time. But the join the Lucases of the world, the IDKs of the world, how do I resonate with you in terms of when it doesn't sound gimmicky? So these guys are not gimmicks. I need to resonate with you. And if I don't, then it's just what it is. No, no sweat off my back. I ain't going to sit here and say your shit is trash because it's not. It's just not in my pocket and it's not for me. But some of the songs that I that I did like off of this project were Red, Santa Monica Boulevard, 1995. So those were three joints that that stood out to me. I think I could listen to this in another setting, possibly with some drinks being involved and, and some some beautiful women around and just just having a good time or a long drive where I'm trying to stay up, stay upbeat and get through it like that on a family tip but other than that this won't be a day-to-day thing it won't be an addition to to my rotation so you guys take that for what it is man so yeah yeah yeah. you guys check those out 25 and faith those are dope the idk go back and check that out prez was feeling it a lot he hasn't taken that out his rotation i, I i'm really on the fence about it I, I probably won't go back to it but you check it out let it let us know what you feel about idk out